Turn with me to the first book of Kings and turn to chapter 18, beginning to read the first one. There's been a real sense of God's presence this morning. I trust you're conscious of him. I am. And to be honest, even bringing this word, I'm praying, say, Lord, help me, because I'm not sure if this is what I have to bring or not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this scripture, and if the Lord wants me to bring it in a different way, we will. And we'll see where we go from there. But let's, let's just read verse 1. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was sore famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took an hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land unto all fountains of water and unto all brooks peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive that we lose not all the beasts so they divided the land between them to pass throughout it Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went another way by himself and as Obadiah was in the way behold Elijah met him And he knew him and fell on his face and said, Art thou that my Lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go and tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And he said, What have I sinned that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. And When they said he is not there, he took an oath of the king and nation, and they found thee not. And now thou sayest, Go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from me, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I thy servant fear the Lord from my youth. It was not told, my Lord, what I did. Was it not told, my Lord, what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid an hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And now thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here and he shall slay me. And Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Keep your Bible open there, for we may refer to it, see how the Lord leads. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, that you are still in control, and you always will be. Sovereign Lord, almighty God, Father, we ask you even this morning that you would take what you would have in your word, 
what you would apply to us to take it to every heart and encourage your people. Maybe instruct us. Maybe just, Lord, to take us and teach us. But whatever it is, Lord, then you have your way and may your will be done. Thank you for the sense of your presence. And sometimes, Lord, we find it hard to minister when we, when we just want to worship and we just want to love you more. But, Father, we will worship you in your word and we will love you in your word. Your word will place a spotlight upon our hearts and guide us through dark times. So, Father, we ask you, shut us in with your own self that your name, Lord Jesus, may be glorified. We ask it for your name's sake and for your glory. Amen. Elijah, the name means Jah or Yah, as in Jehovah or Yahweh. The name means the Lord or Jah is my God, Eli, Jah. And there's a man who's out in the wilderness sent out by King Ahab. Ahab is, the, I said last week, the wicked king led astray by his wife Jezebel from, who was from Zidon. And when I say she was a Zidonian witch, I'm not trying to be crass or crude. Basically, that's what she was. She was evil. She was wicked. She would have, she slayed the prophets of, as we've read, of the Lord. And this woman worshipped the mysteries of Babylon. This woman worshipped the the deities, the false deities of the heathen gods and brought them into Israel, that is the northern kingdom. And when we read of, there is a a sore famine in Samaria in verse 2 of our reading. Samaria was the capital city from where the kings of Israel reigned. Jerusalem was the capital city from where the kings of Judah reigned from. And Samaria also represents the whole of that region where the ten tribes were. And there was a sore famine. See, we go back to 1 Kings chapter 17 and Elijah the Tishbite. He was from Gilead. And listen to what he says to Ahab, the king in the palace. He says, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Notice the term that he gives here. As the Lord God of Israel liveth. This was a man who knew his God. This was a man who was conscious of his God. This was a man who was determined for his God. This was a man who was unashamed of his God. And Elijah knew that God lived. How did he know? Do you know God lives? How do you know? Have you experienced him in your life? I'm not talking about an airy-fairy, goose-bumpy feeling. I'm talking about the reality of Christ in your life. Notice what he says, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. He's in a palace in front of a king who'll take off his head at the drop of a hat, as we would say, 
And he says this, my God is more alive to me. My God is more real to me. My God is more in my conscience and in my mind and in my heart to me, Ahab, than you are in flesh and blood on a throne sitting before me. Now, if you notice this, Elijah says, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, he says, look, he says, you can do what you want. You can treat me as you like. You can say whatever you think. You can act the way you want to act, Ahab. You can get on whatever way you want to get on. But I want to tell you, I want to make it plain and straight, so simple, that God is living, that God is alive, that God is real, that God is with me. Now, when we're dealing with small things in the hands of a big God, when we are dealing with those things that we realize that no matter how little, tiny, small, insignificant, despised, or whatever way you and I think, act, or feel, you and I should know that when the Lord says that he is within you, this is the redeemed heart, the child of God, when he is within you, that he never leaves you, neither does he forsake you. So when you're before your Ahab, What do I mean? When you're before that boss, maybe, who's ignorant and hurtful to you, be conscious that your God is for you, within you, and he's with you. Be conscious that you are a child of God, that within you lives, resides, and abides the fullness of the power of the kingdom of God. You know why? You know how you can do that? It's so simple. Because the Holy Spirit of God lives within you. It's not who you are. It's not in what you can attain. It's who your God is. Be conscious that no matter what you think of yourselves, Be conscious of what God thinks of you and who you are in God. Look, you might have failed and you might have faltered and let him down. And I'm not saying that to condone failure and sinning and all that, but you're human. And it's a case of join the club for every one of us feels the Lord. Every single one of us feels him. And maybe you felt, and maybe you feel, and maybe you think this morning, I've let you down. I have failed you, Lord. I can't come before you now. There's nothing in me that's worthy of you. You know, in our own merit, and in our own right, and in our own standing, you're right. But in Christ, that's different. Turns everything around. In Christ, you're justified. You're just as if you'd never sinned. In Christ, you're washed in the blood. You're forgiven. Your sins are put from you from as far as the east is from the west. So far hath he removed our transgressions from us, from you, from me. God declares you. God proclaims you. 
who are in Christ and trusting in him, he declares you righteous in his sight. Now we do say that we should live right, walk right, act right, be right, do our best to serve God. We don't take away nor detract from that. But maybe you're so weak and small and you've went into timidity, you've went into lethargy and even laziness because of it. Well, I've went so far, throw the hands in the air and just give up. Listen, you may give up on God, but God hasn't given up on you. Do you hear me? You may have given up on God, but God has never given up on you. And you in your heart, or even taking yourself, may have went into the far country. You may have fallen away, and you think there's no hope for you, and the Father won't forgive you if you make your way back, as it were. But let me tell you, God has never, ever given up on you. Never. Child of God, you've went astray. Let the Lord lead you back into the way. There may be a getting your act together. And there may be effort to be made in the sense of cleaning up your act and living yourself right. But nevertheless, get yourself in tune with him. Elijah says, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. He's so conscious of God. And since you and I carry the presence of God, since you and I carry the anointing of God, since you and I are the temple of the Holy Spirit, you and I are living lively stones, since you and I are that temple with the Spirit within us, surely you and I must be conscious. And if we are conscious, please get this right, If you're conscious, if I'm conscious, then surely when we are in such a situation, maybe you're Ahab as a doctor, you're afraid to go. An interview, and you don't know, you're too nervous for it. Maybe you're Ahab as someone who's been aggressive towards you and you're afraid of them. Maybe you're Ahab as being something you're afraid of letting go in your life. No matter what it is, Surely you and I, if we are conscious that Christ is ours and we belong to him, then surely this is what must be in our minds, that where we go, we carry him. That is the spirit of God within us, wherever we go. So wherever we are, things don't change. You see, the devil doesn't like to attack or won't attack or He shouldn't attack when you're in a revival meeting and we're praising God and the worship band's playing and everyone's rejoicing and we're all giving thanks and singing our hallelujahs and everything is great and we're all walking out blessed up and built up and pumped up and whatever else up, seven up and all this sort of stuff. And you're walking out, hallelujah, praise the Lord, I've got the word of God and we're going home. And so we should be. So we should be. But God doesn't reside in this building. 
The same God who is in you, causing you to rejoice, giving you the ability to sing, giving you the ability to love Jesus more. The same God who is in you is the same God who's in you when you walk out those doors and go to that interview or sit before that doctor. It's the same God who's in you when you go to that boss who's been narking at you and making you feel whatever way they're making you feel. He is the same. And you can say, as the Lord God of Israel liveth. And where you are is where you stand before him. You can stand before him and work. You can stand before him in a field. You can stand before him no matter where you are. Going down the street. Be conscious of your God. Child of God, be conscious of your God. Be conscious of who you are in God. Be conscious that he is within you. And that he isn't in heaven and you're on earth. He is within you. Be conscious of him. So whatever your Ahab is, you can let the Spirit of God unwrap that parcel for you, unpack that box. Being conscious of your God when you're going to pray for someone. Be conscious of your God when you're going to give your testimony somewhere. Be conscious of your God when you're going out to, the, to speak to the old people at the home this afternoon or whether it's to the, the mission hall when you're up at the mission hall this afternoon where some of us are going. And be conscious that it's not just, well, I'm here and jury and drab. Be conscious that your God lives. This isn't dead religion. This isn't let's buy an altar and leave and God stays behind. This isn't the altar to the unknown God where we come and we pay, pay homage for a day or for an hour or for a moment and leave him gifts and walk away and leave it and live how we like and do what we want and have no power and authority or right or privileges. This is the living God living in us. Be conscious of your God today. But I feel, forget your feelings, be conscious of your God. I feel I can't be conscious of your God. I feel afraid, be conscious of your God. I feel worried, be conscious of your God. I feel helpless, be conscious of your God. You see, small things in the hands of a big God become great things. Elijah means Yah, Jehovah or Yahweh is my God. He comes in, he stands before Ahab in the palace and he says, Ahab, let me put it in a paraphrasing way. Ahab, do you know who my God is? Do you know who my God is? Jezebel has you all around familiar spirits. And Jezebel has you all around sitting, bowing and worshipping at an idol. And they're carried away from here and there, from room to room, from pillar to post, and they can do you no good. The eyes and they don't see, and the ears they can't hear, and the hands and they can't handle, the feet and they can't walk, and they stay where they are till you come back, and you actually become their God because you lift them and move them when you want them moved. Ahab, do you know who my God is? He is the living God. He's the one who's real, who's living, who's alive. The almighty, all-powerful God. That's who your God is this morning. That's who is within you this morning. And you are full of the Spirit of God. So go out this morning. Go home this morning. And tomorrow, or the next day, or whenever, 
you can say, do you know who my God is? As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. You know, look at the pages I have. Look, This one we thought is not written down, by the way. So this one we thought is for you this morning to take that tidbit of it, to take that, that little cake that the angel baked Elijah, to take that, remember the low light and then the highlight, it's like a spotlight comes in when the word of God comes. It's to take it into yourself and say, I believe this. So here is where I want to finish this thought. We looked last week at how Elijah went to the widow woman and she had a little meal in a barrel left and a little oil in a cruise. But Elijah says, give it to me first. And she gives it to Elijah first, according to the word of the Lord. For the Lord had commanded this woman to look after Elijah. And we're told in 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 12. And she says, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. Now, we looked at this last week. Think a little in a barrel, a little meal in a barrel, a little oil in a cruise. He says, now, we're going to take this and we're going to die, Elijah. But notice what she says, as the Lord thy God liveth. This woman was conscious that there was a real God, a true God, a living God, that he was alive. But you know what she says, Elijah? As the Lord thy God liveth. In other words, see the God that's doing wonders through you? See the God that's bringing great prophetic words through you, Elijah? Do you see that God that lives? He's your God. But look what I have. A little meal and a little oil on a cruise. And what am I going to do? We're just going to die. Now, there's many believers like that. Well, he must be the pastor's God. Or he must be the preacher's God. Or he must be the bishop's God or the whatever. Or he's, he, see that person he's using over there? It must be their God. Or see the person that's being blessed over there. It must be their God. As your God, I know God lives and I know God's real and I know God's alive. And we say it all, but we don't believe it really because it's always somebody else's God. As thy God lives, Elijah. You know, because Elijah's God lived, she does what she's told. She gives the meal and the cruise. And notice how God sees it. We looked at it last week, but let's look at it. Verse 13. Sorry, verse 14. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain. Notice, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Let's think about this a minute. Ahab, there be no jury in, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. There will not be jury in these days, according to my word. This woman now says, there's a famine, there's no meal, there's nothing going on. She says, I have a little meal in a barrel, a little oil in a, uh, in a cruise. And the Lord says, I see a full barrel. 
Listen, the living God in Elijah says, I see a full barrel, I see a full cruise. You see a little. You see, that's Elijah believing God that he's alive. Believing God that he's the same. Believing God that he's living. And he sees something different than this woman sees. And he sees his God able to meet the need until the rain comes and he sends a natural process. Until she gets out of this low light area, this dark patch. He says, listen, you do what the Lord's word says and you're going to live. You'll find out that it's not just my God, but he's your God. He's your God. And you feel the meal is little and the oil is little, but God says, if you look to me, you'll see the barrel is full, the cruise is full, and I am your God as well as Elijah's. It's the same God. The same God who hears Elijah's, the same God who hears you pray. The same God who hears Elijah's, the same God who hears you today. It's the same God. Don't put it over that it's Elijah's God. So in our reading, Obadiah is sent. And Ahab goes one way and Obadiah the other. Go to see if there's any fountains of water. We're all thirsty. There's no long uh, crops in the land. There's a great famine in Samaria. And all this is happening. He says, look, go Obadiah. You know what Obadiah means? Servant of the Lord or worshiper of God. Here's a man seeking more of God. Lord, if you have sent a little patch of rain, if you have sent a little drop of revival somewhere, I'm going to seek it out and bring it home. But notice what he says. He meets Elijah and in verse 10 he says, As the Lord thy God liveth. I know God's alive. I know God's real. I know God's the same. But he's your God, Elijah. And I'm sure Elijah went, oh dear, are these people never going to learn? He's your God too. He's your God too. He's your God too. Elijah didn't say, as the Lord my God liveth before whom I stand, the Ahab. He says, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. In other words, Elijah says, he is the God who governs all. And he's the God for all who call upon his name. He didn't claim him as his own or uniquely. Elijah says, yes, he's my God. I know him, but he can be your God too. I want to let you know that you might say, oh, Jesus is your God. Yes, he is. <laughs> but he can be your God too, if you're not saved. He's my saviour and he can be your saviour too. As the Lord God liveth, he says, your God lives, Elijah. This woman says he's your God, but Elijah says he's our God. Folks, will you take this little nugget today? And will you take it home with you and say, Lord, see the one that you're working through in this ministry here, or see the one that you're blessing in this department here, or see the one you have gifted and equipped here. Lord, you're the same God. What do you do for me? See the one you've anointed for here and, uh, and filled with the Spirit for this. Will you do it for me? See the one I see the doors opening for here, and I see one with, with great potential and, and promise. Will you do it for me? You know what the Lord will say? The Lord will tell you. You're already equipped 
You're already given the gifts. You just need to open them and move into them. He's already given them to you. They're there. But don't look and say, somebody else is able, I'm unworthy, I'm too small. No. You say, Lord, you're great. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for keeping me. I'm going to believe you. There's one more of these in verse 15. Elijah says, as, and Elijah said, verse 15, and Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. Elijah stood before Ahab in the palace. As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. He was in the palace. Now he's in the wilderness. As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. The Lord God of hosts. In the wilderness and in the palace. Here's the thought to bring home. Whether you're on a mountain of blessing at this present time. Whether you're in a vein of great encouragement or not at this blessing, this time. Whether you're in the region of plentiful at this time in your life. Or whether you're in the valley of distress and darkness and shadows. Or whether you're in the wilderness where there seems to be no water. The Lord God of Israel liveth. And he's your God whether you're in the palace or whether you're in the wilderness. He does not change. And you might feel small and despised and dejected. Well, who has despised the day of small things, the Lord says? You're mighty. This isn't to puff up, to make arrogant. This isn't to make us have a false sense of security. Now, let me finish. You're mighty. You're blessed. You're great because of who he is. David says, thy gentleness hath made me great. Take it with you today. Take it out there and say, Lord, your gentleness has made me great. You have blessed me with great favor and abundance. And I might feel like this, but it does not matter. For you live and you're going to make it okay. You might see the emptiness. God sees the fullness. You might see your nothingness. God sees your greatness. God sees you as you're going to be. You might see yourself as you are today, but God isn't finished with you yet. Just let God be God and go out in his name. Go out in his name. It's time to go. The Lord bless you. Bless his word. And again, we'll just put that into one of the small things in the hands of a big God series and that's another one. We'll do maybe one more because of a lot there I want to bring out to you. Maybe do a roundup or something. See how we get on. But it shows you that you know, we need to stay open to the things of God, to the things of the Spirit. Let's receive the tithe and the offering as it is building fund Sunday. And you'll know, we'll, we will be speaking to you, but you know, we will be raising money and so on. We don't want to talk about it at this point, but we do appreciate your giving. And of course, the building fund account is like the, the river run dry now. So we're going looking in the wilderness where Elijah's God is, our God is, and that's where we're going for, for more of the water that our herds and our cattle are based don't die. <laughs> so let's give on to the Lord this morning. God bless us all. Safe home. And tonight, look what the Lord has done, part two.